Hey everyone, and thanks for joining us on the March edition of our monthly leadership podcast on leadingisleaders.com. I'm your host, Avery Nesbitt. Hey, if you've been waiting for the March episode, um, you know, they say better late than never. Uh, we've got a couple of things going on in the world that maybe you're aware of. And so it took us some time to get to this point, but it's, this is going to be an amazing episode. I am joined live from his home by Dr. Gary Bush. He is a general surgeon at the Longstreet Clinic in Gainesville, Georgia. And Gary, thanks for joining us on the podcast. I'm excited to do it. Hey, so listen, I've known you for a few years now, and I really wanted to talk to you specifically in the midst of everything that's going on. So right now, the talk of the town is the coronavirus, COVID-19, I'm known by its various names, and I wanted to talk with you and just find out professionally in what you do day in and day out, how has this impacted you? What's, what's different about what you're doing? Um, what's changed in your world since this became um, front page news everywhere? There's been a lot of changes. So uh, I typically see patients in the office about two and a half to three days a week. Now I'm at a half day twice a week, and those are probably at maybe 50% of what is normal. So I'm probably seeing anywhere from maybe 15 to 25% of the patients that I normally see. And that's because patients are either scared to come out or we're trying to minimize the amount of people who are going out into the community. We're doing more telephone visits, you know, follow up after surgery. Hey, how you doing? No need to come in the office if there's no problem. We're doing telehealth uh, visits, video, and uh, you know, just trying to keep people from, from uh, coming into the office. But one of the even bigger things is that our, our hospital, we're no longer doing elective surgeries. So elective meaning non-urgent, non-emergent surgeries. Let's say somebody had a hernia that needed to be fixed. I cannot do that at the hospital right now. And the reason why is because we're trying to conserve resources now for what may be needed three weeks from now. Wow. So if someone's got something that was not exactly life-threatening, that we're, they're asking them to put that on hold for, for a season. We do. We do have one other option. So these are these are national guidelines. This is coming down from the Surgeon General, the American College of Surgeons, people who know a lot more than I do, maybe as much as you know, but not, you know, I, I'm not there yet. No. Uh, their recommendations are try not to do surgeries at the hospital, but continue to do surgeries at outpatient facilities. So surgery centers, ambulatory surgery centers, uh, we're still doing cases there and we're picking and choosing what can wait four weeks, what needs to be done now. And so there are, there are still some surgeries being done. And of course, emergency things are still being done. But the elective stuff, we're really trying not to do at the hospital. It makes sense. So you as a medical professional, that's, that counted, that's how it's kind of impacting you. I'd love to find out you as a leader. Um, you are a man of influence. Um, you, you, you serve within your church. Uh, you, other men look to you for what should I do for guidance? Um, you as a leader, how are you combining your knowledge in the medical field with your heart for people? And what are you doing to maybe create calm in the midst of fear of unknown? Uh, how, how are you bridging that gap? 
Uh, well, I wear a T-shirt that says, you know, stay calm and, you know, continue on, COVID on. Um, but <laughs> No, so so leadership is, is different at home versus at work versus a community. And so, I, you know, I've been trying to do things in, in different areas of life at home. We don't, we try not to talk about things that are going to scare the kids. No need to have them worry about things. But their friends were talking about it. You know, they came home from ballet saying, what's coronavirus and why is everybody talking about it? So we talked, we talked about it and, you know, we had to talk them off the cliff of, Hey, this isn't something you have to be, be scared of. But we as a family read through Psalm 91 and I got them to recite some of that back to me. Um, we prayed, we, uh, we stated that this is true in our life. I used, uh, I anointed everyone in our family with oil and and uh, you know spoke words of faith that, that these words are true in our family. Yeah. Um, in the office, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I, what about in the yeah. office? So in the office, and really, I personally uh, saw this coming, and I thought it was not going to be as big of a deal as what I now think that it could be. But in the office, at one point, it's probably been a week and a half ago now. I came in and said, hey, guys, you need to get ready. You know, prepare yourselves mentally, prepare yourselves spiritually. This this could be a big deal. And kind of been talking folks through that, hey, no need to panic. It's, uh, you know, it, it is what it's going to be. We need to do our job to take care of patients and try to minimize things as much as possible. But we're just going to we're going to stay calm and take it step by step. And then in the community, just reaching out to folks that um, you know, may or may not need help. That's, we, don't, we don't really live in a subdivision. We live in a neighborhood, and, and uh, I know lots of folks who live in the neighborhood. So I sent out a text message to everybody last night and said, hey, if you have a need, let us know. If you're willing to meet a need, let us know. And, uh, you know, let other people know that. And they can reach out to me, and I can be kind of a center person to match up needs and, and uh, folks who are willing to help. So things like that, just trying to you know, let people know that it's going to be okay. And uh, we're all in it together. That's really good. If you have a need, let us know. If you can meet a need, let us know. Um, I've, I've heard of people doing that in their neighborhoods. Uh, me and my wife tried to do something similar in, in our neighborhood. And you'd be surprised the number of people that don't necessarily come out for having a need, but they put their name in the hat as saying, hey, I can, I can help meet a need too. I think if we all yep. knew that you don't have to be as worried about uh, everyone needing. There's a lot of people wanting to help. They just often need someone to start the call uh, to, to join that. That's really, That's right. really cool. So you mentioned kids. Um, how would you advise people who may not have all the medical uh, background? How should we be talking to our children about coronavirus? This is a perfect opportunity to show kids the difference between how the world thinks and how God wants us to think, how the how a non-Christian lives and how a Christian lives. Because if they are in the world at all, then they have heard fear. They have heard how terrible it's going to be and how everyone's going to die. And it's you know, just a huge catastrophe. But they can see us as Christians, as, as their parents of staying calm and staying in faith and speaking scripture over them, speaking scripture over our own lives. 
you know, I, I continue to say Psalm 91 and, and uh, continue to talk to them about how, you know, God's our healer. God's our protector. You know, yes, it's, you know, we need to be wise and wash our hands, but our faith's in God. We, Jesus is on our side. So we're good. That's great, man. Um, so here's a little thing that I know. I've got some friends that are nurses and doctors and every now and then I'll be like, Hey, so I got this weird rash and, and I'll, I'll, I'll ask them questions. Sure. Yeah, that never happens to me. Never happens. I think I can text you right now. If <laughs> Just sure. put some sap on it. Really, you've gotten some crazy, strange coronavirus questions. What are some of the craziest questions, some of the strangest questions you've received? Some of the better ones are, yeah, can I just go ahead and get it? We, we just, is there some way I can just go ahead and get it so I can get it behind me? I'll quarantine myself. I'm good. Just give it to me and I'll move on. Wow. Then uh, uh, another one was, hey, can we just take all the high-risk patients, the older folks, those with you know, uh, immunocompromised situations or other you know, illnesses that make them high-risk, let's just put them all in a hotel and train the staff to be really clean. And then the rest of us don't do social distancing, but try to get as close as possible and go ahead and get this thing through the community so we can go ahead and get it behind us. We'll all build up our immunity. Gotcha. I don't, I don't know if that would necessarily be a great idea, but. Like the old uh, parties. Yes. We'll get together and pass it around. Yes, yes. And all the conspiracy theories are great too. Yeah, you know, the conspiracy theories about China and the conspiracy theories about our government, and uh, th those are always fun to hear. But, you know, real fact, fact based conspiracy yeah. theories. Solid, solid thought through things. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think uh, the CDC's leaning on either one of those two ideas. Probably not. As uh, reputable options for the world. So if you're listening to this, uh, we're not gathering all the high-risk people, and you probably shouldn't go ahead and just get it. Not Gary, advised by your doctor, no. Not advised by your doctor. <laughs> Gary, thank you so much. This has been really great. I've really enjoyed hearing not just your input, but your input from what you know, from your years of experience, but also from your heart to care for people in the midst of this. Uh, thank you, and I think this is probably due to – this is probably long due for every medical professional, for every first-line responder. They're getting a lot of attention right now. They're getting a lot of praise, and it's probably well overdue. So um, for me to you, thank you for everything you're doing for the community. Thank you for everything you're doing for your patients. Um, and thank you for just being a, um, an honorable man and a, a, someone that we can lean on in times like this. So thanks for stopping by the podcast. Thanks. It's been fun. Hey, for everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. Um, you can find out more information about this episode on leadingusleaders.com. You can also follow us and subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. And hopefully something we've said today helps you as you're leading his leaders. See you, everyone.